Welcome to the... Today's podcast is sponsored by Wonderful Pistachios, where delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts out there, and each one-ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. It is no secret how much I love pistachios. I love pistachios. It is part of my identity, and honestly, there are so many fantastic flavors. My personal favorite is the wonderful pistachios no salt. It has a little blue emblem on it for the bag. So delicious. I know others love the roasted and salted, even lightly salted. There's a sweet chili that's good, a salt and pepper. There are so many options, and you can have them in the shell or no shell. Cracking each pistachio open one at a time? Yes, wonderful pistachios is the only exception I make for playing with my food. It is fun and protein all in one bite. Go ahead and visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more or pick up a bag at your local store. Let's get to cracking and let's get to snacking. Fun and Gains Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Lupton, and let the gains begin. What's up, you guys? And welcome back to another podcast episode. Today is going to be a lot of fun because I'm bringing it back to the beginning. I feel like it's always so helpful to recall the first memories of starting at the gym and everything. So I had to call the OG, the one and only Katie Richwine, aka Katie Stone, because she's now newly married to the podcast. <laughs> so hello, hello. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, when you said Katie Richwine, I'm like, oh my gosh, that is not my name anymore. <laughs> Crazy. I know. Every time I'm like Brittany Tanner, I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> your, your name was Brittany Tanner in my phone forever after you got married. Your name like, is just, I should probably change that. <laughs> your name yeah, is just <laughs> Kitty. No, don't even say what my name is on your phone. Oh my goodness. Exposing. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, we can't get into that. We can't no, get into that. No. <laughs> okay, Katie, go ahead and give a quick little background, and then I'm going to give a little background too. Just tell everybody who you are now because we're going to blast to the past with this one. But I want people okay. to at least get your take from you before you know I give my <laughs> my good old introduction. <laughs> okay, yeah, my name's Katie. I am 28 years old. I met Brittany when I was. Oh gosh, how old was I? 16? No, I, I was like 13 or 14. Really? So you must have been. I was 14, in 10th were, grade, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a freshman and you were. So I, was then going I must have been like 15. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I was like 14 or 15, I guess. That was forever ago. Oh okay. God. That's like over 10 years ago. I know. Anyway, me and Britt met. She moved to Pennsylvania. That is where I'm originally from. And we met at church. <laughs> I remember seeing her the first day and I was like, she is going to be my friend. Like for sure. She's going to be my friend. There was like no other girls our age, except for like one. I was like, I need a friend. So I remember being just like in awe of you. I was like, oh my gosh, Brit, she's so cute. What? Yeah. I remember seeing you. I think I was in a hideous yellow dress. I'm pretty sure when Why we met. Why do I like remember my, I feel like I was wearing a blue dress with like my pink remember. shoes. <laughs> oh gosh. The style back then. What year was that? Like I know. 2009 or something? 2010? It was, yeah. It Goodness, was bad. horrible. Yeah. Anyway, we met, we became friends super quickly. And I remember like, I used to be so obsessed with your eyelashes <laughs> and the way you did your <laughs> mascara. <laughs> Because my eyelash, 
because your eyelashes are so like curly and long and mine are just straight and just hideous. So I was like, I have to have her eyelashes. And I remember we went to like a little like church event and you did my mascara there. And I was like, oh my gosh, Brittany's doing my mascara. And then from there on, we were like, we were tight. Yeah. We had some good, good sleepovers. And then oh, yeah. you moved two years later. And I said, huh. So sad. Those were back in Brit's crazy days. I know. Crazy days. Oh. And then and then I went to college. And then this year after I said, I need to be roommates with Brittany, I think. Yeah. So I'm gonna reach out to her. And we were roommates and it was the best time ever. It and was at that point. We were not working out yet. No, no, we were not working out. <laughs> I don't even think I knew how to work out then. I like I never went to the gym. So we started it all together. We really, really did. So fun. It is but fun. Okay. Anyway. So, so a little background, as you guys know, I'm an army brat, so I move all the time. And if you're a fellow army brat, or if you just moved frequently, you understand that making friends is not something that really ever happens. Katie is my one longstanding friend. We've been friends like she said, from, from the beginning of what I feel like I was a freshman in high school. So it's been, it's been forever. And we've been, it's crazy. That we've kept in touch. And I feel like when we moved in together at college, that's like what re-solidified it. Cause I didn't know anybody at the college. So it was nice to relive those memories and just, I feel like we're the same person, but we're not at the same time. Like yeah. we just, we just work together really well. So it was really fun. And yeah, Katie's Katie's the best, but yeah. Well, let me say something about you. You got me into cheerleading though, because oh, I, went, right. yeah, I went to your cheerleading camp and you were like, you should try out at your school. And I was like, oh no. So I had my mom call and that's what got me into cheer. And you were so good about that. Oh my God. You, you were like, you were so like doing nice. your like a back tuck. And I was like, oh my goodness. If only, like, <laughs> oh I, my you know, you move so much. So I don't ever get to like stay in the same sport. So I was like, I joined it. I made great friends because totally. I was able to go into cheer. So yeah. Okay. So let's talk, oh let's gosh. talk about college though. Moving in you, you genuinely are the one who started this all though, because you took a weightlifting class, which is yes. what introduced us to it. You, and you were like, I was in the best shape of my life. I did this weightlifting class and yeah. Oh, if that was the best shape of my life. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. But you said that back then, you know, know, because back then I'm like, Oh my gosh, I look amazing. Like I feel amazing. <laughs> you I can do I couldn't even do a pull up then. I couldn't even do a push up. I'm like, oh yeah. But I think, I mean, before that, I had maybe, cause like I did cheerleading all growing up. And so I like never worked out because that was yeah. my workout. And I was like all super skinny. And then I went to college and I was like, oh, I have like a fast metabolism. I'm totally chilling. I don't need to work out. I ate burritos every day on <laughs> campus. Ca- so were they the Cafe Rio or Costa Vida ones? No, it was the ones on campus. Oh, like, like on in, campus. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I had one of those burritos literally every day. I gained like 10 or 15 pounds and I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to do something. I think I walked on the treadmill or ran on the treadmill once that entire year. And I was like, okay, something's got to change. So I think I just had a friend that joined a weight training class and she's like, you should do this with me. And I'm like, okay, yeah. It was like a CrossFit style class and it was so hard. But I like did that and I was like, okay. Yeah. Like this is, this is better than I expected. Like I still didn't love working out, but it was nice to like feel better. And then that summer I went home and like, I think I did like three weeks straight of just 
running on the treadmill for 30 minutes a day, no lifting, just running on the treadmill. And I think I lost like 10 pounds, but I was just like flat, butt, no muscle whatsoever, just like nothing. So then it was when we came back that next year that who got us into it? Was it talent? Yeah. So, okay. I want to, I want to pause for a second because I feel like a lot of people coming out of high school have the same situation because we've done our sports. We mm-hmm. kind of know how to work out, but really like easily most accessible thing is a treadmill of walking yep. on that or running or doing the stairmaster because there's low risk. You know, you're not going to get injured. Uh, and it's like something you can do where when you come out of sports, you're like, I don't know what to do. Like I would do my track exercises and like <laughs> do like one single leg, like hops up like a whole staircase and like run back down. Like I would do like ridiculous things that I knew from high school, but it is something where you kind of have to just take that initial leap of faith into some type of exercise. I feel like that's why like group exercise classes can be good, but yes, I remember. So it was this guy who, can we, can we talk about this though? The guy who insulted you or something. And like, that's kind of, that was like fuel. Yes. Oh my goodness. Because I feel like maybe this is relatable where a lot of people are going to college. And if you don't have sports anymore, if you're not staying active, you know, people joke about the freshman 15 or whatever, but it is a Mm -hmm. thing of where you've got to have some type of practice into, into place. Cause if you were super active and then you're not anymore, but so, okay, totally. go ahead, go ahead. T- say what this guy said. Yeah. To this is so, okay. to me, everyone. <laughs> this is I know. Fuel. I think about this. I'm not going to lie. I will never forget this guy or this story because it just like hit me so hard, but oh, that makes me so, so angry. Yeah. So obviously like I had gained a little bit of weight from high school and I mean, I was not like not even big, no. like it was just, it was fluff. It was a little fluff. And I remember there was this guy that I knew he like lived in the same apartment complex as me. And so like my roommates would all hang out with his roommates. And I like, so we were friends my first year. And then I came back and Brittany and I lived together and I saw him again, like when we first got back and he was talking to me and he was like, he had noticed that I, he must've noticed that I lost some weight because that was right after I did my whole treadmill thing for three weeks. And he was just chatting with me and he was like, wow, you look great. Like, have you lost some weight? And I was like, yeah, like I've been working out a little bit. And he was like, yeah, well last year we used to like go on your, your Facebook and look at your pictures from high school and compare them to how you looked last year. And you had gotten big. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know this part. What? Yeah. Yeah. So he literally said, that they used to go and look at pictures of me from high school and like compared them to how I looked my first year of college. And I remember like, just looking at him, like, are you serious? Like, did you actually just say that to me? And I remember I just left and I just cried and cried and cried. I think I went to you like immediately. Oh yeah. Cause were you with me? You weren't with me. I feel like I was, I feel like I was there, but I might've been talking to other people. Cause like, I remember actually standing outside of the apartments and I think you were like, guess what he just said. And I was so, oh yeah. Yeah. And I I just remember crying, which it's just like, I mean, you just don't say that to people. No. Like, I don't know. You should never comment on somebody first of all, their looks in general, but like, that is such a hard, like tough spot, especially for women to be in, like to compare your body, like your value, yeah, your values only in how you look like I'm trying to please you, sir. Excuse me. No, 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 exactly. Absolutely not. 
Well, he got his because (laughs) years later, you guys, I saw this guy. I've been like on Katie. I'm like, if I ever see him, I'm going to say something. So it took like two years because you weren't there anymore. And I finally saw this guy again. And it was at a career fair. (laughs) in <laughs> in front of you guys if only you knew how I was I feel like I've matured a lot since having Vinny and like on a social platform I kind of had to like chill out a little bit but <laughs> I have a lot of east coast attitude and if you know you know so in front of everybody in front of a very very public professional spot which you know people will probably cringe at this I don't care it is it's how I am I chewed this man out and I called him out little five to me I'm like <laughs> I'm like I don't even remember his name, but I was like, excuse me, sir. Oh, like I was just chewing his ear off. He was so embarrassed and everybody was just stopping to look. And I was just called him out for it. I'm like, I cannot believe that you would ever say that to my friend. Like you are so rude and inconsiderate inconsiderate. You think that like, she's trying, you know, trying to impress you. Like, you know, blah, blah, blah. I went off on him though. And I texted you. True friend. True friend. No, I, yeah. (laughs) But I think that's like, so many, especially women go through that where like our bodies are so, what's the word? Just like, that's what we're known for is what we look like. And I hate that so much. It's like, that does not define who I am as a person. Say it again. Oh my gosh. That bothers me so much. That guy will forever be just on my poo-poo list because (laughs) you are mean. And he, and the thing is he has a daughter now. Like I saw it on Facebook. We're like still friends, I'm not sure why, but he has a daughter now. And I'm like, I hope you make her feel good about herself as she's yeah. growing up because you did not make me feel good about myself. That I is know. for sure. Whether or not he came to it, like to be a compliment or not, the way he went about it was horrible. So you, yeah, you know, that actually reminds me when I moved to Arizona, I joined a new gym and this guy somehow found my page. Like, I think I joined and then he like stalked me or something. I don't know. It was kind of weird, but he like came up to me. It was the guy who signed me up at the gym and he was like, Oh, Hey. And I was like, Hey, he's like, I found your Instagram. And I was like, okay. And he's like, are you famous because of all the weight? Cause of all that weight you lost. And I was like, what? This was before I even had Vinny. And I was like, I was like, what? He was like, yeah. Is that like why you're famous? Cause of all the weight you lost. No, he, he was, he was like all of the how did he phrase it? He phrased it like so gross. And I just didn't even reply. I just stared at him and like walked away. I was like, I, oh. what am I supposed to say that? That is so rude. Oh my gosh. It makes me so angry. And oh like, my gosh. Like, why? Like, I don't know. It's just like weird. I don't know. Yeah, I do not understand. I don't understand. And it. I wasn't even, I w- loved my body. No. How you I was. Great. It's so for someone to great. be like, oh, you only look good now. It's like, no, I actually looked good the whole freaking time. Yeah. And it's none of your business. So, uh. all right, let's get back to Katie of when we first started working out together then, because let's see, we had, you got us into weightlifting. How, how did it start then? How did it well, actually start? I'm trying to think because I think somebody was like, hey, do you want to come? It was you. You were in contact with the other people more than I was. Yeah. So I was going to hair school at the time and I don't remember, it must've been Talon. So like a guy we knew from home, he lived or he went to college with us and my brother was there and he was super into lifting and he invited us to come with him, I think, or he invited me and I invited you to come. Yeah. Cause they like we had the school gym that we could go to 
but we went to like an yeah. actual gym with, yeah. with him. He like got us in on a guest pass or whatever. And that's where it all started. Like we just kind of started going in the evenings with that whole group. There was like a group of what, five or six of us yeah. that would just go to the gym together. And that's really where it started. And honestly, I feel like we kind of hated it then. Like I didn't love it. I was yeah. like not loving lifting at first. I'm like, this is kind of brutal, but I feel like the more we got into it, the, the better it got. But yeah, I think that's where it started is yeah. he invited us to come and then started going as a big group. And we, we went at like the same time every day. I feel like that is what helped is yes. in everybody's calendar. Was it Monday through Friday? We'd go at four thirty, so. And so like people would invite us to do things and we'd be like, no, we have the gym. Like, because we had this group, it was like, we always went and yes. it started to become kind of a social thing. Cause there were three girls and three guys. Yep. So it became really fun. And I feel like he was the one who was like, okay, do the superset. Like he would just take yep. screenshots from bodybuilding.com and be like, do the superset. And we're like, do yeah. like, okay. And I'm like learning what an easy bar is. And I just remember <laughs> remember the old Instagram of like us doing a shoulder press? Like he put like, he like wanted to start this Instagram way back then. Oh yeah. This was like 2015 or no, this is 2014. No, it was, this was yeah, 2013. I moved. 2014. It was 2014, no, 2015. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. Like 2013 to yeah. <laughs> yeah. My gosh, that was too complicated. Oh my gosh, that was so old. I didn't even know like Instagram was a thing and he was like posting trying to like post our I just remember the shoulder press of all three of us girls and I was like, "Oh my I, gosh." I just know it made me feel really strong. Like I feel like I always have not been insecure, but like my arms and shoulders have always been big. I don't know if it's like genetics or from cheer, yep. but I was always like, "Oh, I feel like so strong and stuff and yeah, it was, it was fun." So, totally. Yeah, no, it was so fun. Yeah. I loved that. And then, and then I'm trying to think what even happened. Well, you moved, I guess so, I graduated. Oh yeah. I yeah. graduated and moved. Oh, the but worst. Be- but because of that, I feel like I knew how to do things kind of by myself. Cause I would just do the same exercises that we were taught. And then I just went back to like the school gym and then I yeah. dated that horrible, toxic, oh. worst person of my life oh. who was Never into forget. Spartan races. So I kind of got into working out with that. And he was like a personal trainer trying to be a doctor or whatever. So like (laughs) he knew a little bit more about fitness. So I was a toxic guy. That was the worst relationship of my life. Never forget. Never forget. I also chewed him out in a public place. Oh no, I chewed (laughs) his friend out in a public place. I wish you were there for that It was all about chewing people out, man. I was a loud mouth yelling type of. Only if they deserved it though. Okay, come on. Well, he called me a lot of names. Like after the breakup, he was like, so-and-so's calling you, you know, just like listing off mean, mean things about me. So I stood up and I said, don't you ever come over here and talk to me like that? It was like in McDonald's and McMidnight. We're like, don't come over here to my table <laughs> in McMidnight. my space. Come on over here talking all that chat. <clears throat> and everybody was just like looking like, ooh. he never talked to me again. He was like, anyways, that was, you know, we were, we're better. We're in a it. good place now. I know. Look at us now. I know. Okay. So. I feel like, yes, that is from there. Where, how did you, where did you go from there? Would you just kind of take what you knew? Where did you move to? Did you move Yeah. To- Utah. Okay. Yeah. So- yeah. So I graduated hair school and then moved to Utah. And I remember still then I wasn't like super sure about what to do Same. at the gym. Like I was just like, 
following people on Instagram and I'd follow their workouts. Like that's what I did. Yeah. And it was fine. Like it, it was good, but I didn't really know what I was doing. I don't think for a little while. And I wasn't as into it. Like, I feel like I didn't grow a love for it for a little bit longer after that. Like I enjoyed going and yeah. it was fine, but I like really loved going. I think I started seeing like a little bit of progress and I was like, Oh, cool. And I started loving it more and more, but yeah, it started out just like following people's workouts on Instagram. Cause I was I, like, okay, I can see exactly what to do. Yeah. I have something to follow. So I'm not wandering around the gym, like not knowing where I'm at. I think same. And then <clears throat> mine first started in like 2018. So it would have been yeah. three yeah, years, a few years after that. Yeah. Of where I was like, Oh, actually, like, I feel like I've been working out for a while. I want to start seeing some definition. And I was like, let's get mm-hmm. serious into it. So yeah. I think that's when it all really started for me, but because of you, yeah. we, I probably, I don't know if I would have ever found the gym if it weren't for you. Katie. Know. It's crazy. It's so crazy. You're a personal trainer too now. So I yeah. feel like now we've got some, uh, background. We've been doing this for a couple yes. of years. What yes. do you feel like are some good tips you would give to new gym goers? I feel like there's always people who are trying to like get more comfortable in the space, or even if you've been going mm-hmm. for a while, I feel like, I don't know. What is like a tip that comes to your mind that you would give? So. Um, I think my biggest tip to like new gym goers is start small. Like you don't have to go in and do this crazy hard workout to like feel good. Um, I always give the advice, like go like start on the cardio, like go to the treadmill, walk for a little bit, just kind of look around and see where everything is, see where people are. Um, see where the dumbbells are, see where like the barbells are. And then after that, maybe even just grab a pair of dumbbells and go to like a spot in the gym where you can just do your entire workout just in that spot. So you don't have to be wandering around, not sure where to go, but just take it slow. Like you don't have to start, you know, crazy. Yeah. Um, that's a good, but honestly, even like I said, like following just workouts on Instagram, it's so nice to just see what, what to do exactly and have something to follow, whether or not it's like following an Instagram or even just getting a personal trainer to help you out at the start. Honestly, I think it's super beneficial for anybody just to like get started so they can figure out form and how to do everything. But once you start slow and you get into it a little bit more, you'll get more and more comfortable, comfortable, the more you go. Um, it just takes a little bit. Even, even when you change gym. So do you feel that now, even if you go to a new gym, are you still like, Oh, a little bit uncomfortable? Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> mutual, Every mutual. time I go to a new gym, like, so when I first moved to Utah, I went to the same gym for literally like five years. I just went to the same gym because I was comfortable there. And it was the teeniest crappiest gym. And everyone was like, Katie, like, cause it was Vasa, you know, which is a pretty well-known gym. And they had several locations, like close by, but I always went to this one because I knew where everything was. I knew the people that were there. It took me until like, I don't know, it took five years probably for me to finally go to a new one. And even when I went there, I was like, I walked in and I was like, this is intimidating. Like, I don't know where to go. Like, so I, if I go to a new gym, I always start on like a treadmill. I just walk and I just kind of look around just so I can get a vibe for where everything is instead of just like going right in and like, looking like, I don't know what the heck is going on. Yeah. you got to establish a plan of attack. (laughs) Yeah. To this day, I feel uncomfortable when I go to a new gym. I'm like, what am I doing? 
<laughs> imposter yeah. syndrome. Yeah. But, same. Oh, yeah. same. I just want to <laughs> always say that and always remind people, even though we've been going to the gym for a long time, it is still intimidating and terrifying. And we have imposter syndrome when yes. we go to a new gym period. Like I've changed gyms a lot recently. So yeah, uh-huh. it's just, it takes a while to feel comfortable. Yeah. So don't give up, keep going. And yeah, totally. Katie, I love that. Start slow, get comfortable, yeah. ease your way in. Because ultimately if you're trying to show up to the gym, you're wanting to start a new routine. So don't, you know, you've got to find something that you're comfortable with so that you keep returning. Exactly. Increase that exactly. anxiety. You got this. Yes. 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 Do you have, yes. <laughs> do you have, do you have, a, why do I sing everything? <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> it's so embarrassing. <laughs> oh my gosh. How do you find confidence in the gym now? How do I find confidence? Um, well, to start off, I think having some cute gym outfits truly helps with confidence in the gym. And I like, will always believe that I always feel so good when I have a new outfit and I go into the gym because it's like, there's so many mirrors around. You're going to see yourself while you're working out. And it's like, you want to look cute. So go get that gym outfit. Go get that gym shark outfit. Come on. (laughs) So cute. Um, but yeah, I think, like I said, like we all feel imposter syndrome at the gym, no matter how long you've been working out, like Some days you get in there and you're like, what am I doing? But I think as long as you're consistent and you just continue learning and growing, like, like I said, I started out following workouts from other people. And now I'm to a point where I'm like, oh, I I know what I'm doing. I know how to do form on things. I know most workouts, like, and now I feel comfortable and confident, like that my form's good and that I'm doing it right. And once I started seeing progress as well, I was like, wow. Like I look, I look good. Like I'm excited to go to the gym and like see my shoulder muscles and things like that. So I think it just takes time, but get that gym outfit. That's going to be the first start is feeling cute at the gym. That's going to make you feel good. hundred, hundred percent. And I feel like that's just always how it is. If you feel good, if you're feeling confident before you even go into the gym, you've got your music playing, you're, you've gotten your little routine going, you've got your new fit or a cute outfit that just makes you feel comfortable, whether that's not showing any skin, whether that is Mm -hmm. finally wearing a sports bra, if that's something you want to do, whatever that is, it makes you personally feel comfortable, shorts, leggings, wherever that is, hat and a hoodie covering everything, wear that. That is going to totally. set the mood for your workout, getting you in a good headspace, and totally. that's going to be fire. So totally. Speaking of gym routines, Katie, share your current gym routine and share okay. your old. I don't know what your gym routine is yeah. now, but you yeah. had an old okay. one, so maybe maybe we'll go with both. So I'll start old because that's like okay. So to preface this, like I just started training for a half marathon, which like, if you know me at all, I hate running and I hate cardio. Like I don't do cardio. And, um, my friend convinced me to do this half marathon and I'm like, okay, fine. Like, I guess I can do this and like push myself. It's just something to challenge myself. Cause normally I would be like, absolutely not. I refuse, but I was like, you know what, this is something I want to challenge myself. So I've been training for this half marathon. And I can tell you right now, my training is so different now that I'm training for the marathon because my body is just so, so much more tired 
yeah. just from running. So before I was like strictly lifting, like I do like five to six days a week at the gym, usually heavy lifting. Like some days I'd add a hit workout in, um, some days I just go lighter, but majority of my working out was just lifting every day. And then when I started training for this half marathon, I like run three to four times a week, like longer runs and I'm like biking. And then I have a couple rest days. So I'm still lifting. I lift like four to five times a week, mostly upper body. So before I was doing like, yeah, like before I was doing like two, at least two leg days a week. Now it's one, only one because my legs can't handle it and I can't go very heavy. Mm-hmm. Like I have gotten significantly weaker for sure, just because I'm training a different part of my body. Yeah. But it's been good. Like it's a, it's a nice change, but typically I'm more into the lifting side of exercise. I like to do a little bit of like, like I'll do incline walks on the treadmill and a stair stepper. Like that's usually the cardio I like to do. So this is definitely a different, different type of, um, exercise I've been doing, but it's been good. It's good to change it up, but I am excited to get back into lifting again. Yeah. I think that's that's really cool though, because a lot of times, sometimes even me, like I can be a little bit scared of, oh no, I love lifting so much. What happens if I want to train for another race or I want to do a half marathon or a triathlon or something? I know my training is going to change, but what's cool about that is that you can change it. You're not stuck. And while you kind of miss lifting being a focus, now your body and your mind, you're prepping on endurance because a half marathon is 13 over 13 miles. Yeah. So it's cool that you can change your body and have it adapt to different goals at different times, which is fun because you're never stuck doing one specific type of exercise. And then you can go back to lifting if you want or continue to integrate running, but that's going to be fun. When is your half marathon? You know, it's been a struggle figuring it out because it was originally going to be the 9th of July, but the, so we don't want to do a trail run. And a mm-hmm. lot of the runs out here are trail runs and we haven't oh, been okay. training for that. And so we had oh, signed up yeah. for one. Yeah. Cause it's like way up different. and down in the mountains. Yeah. Yeah. I've and it's like that. on, like, it's on like a terrain. Dirt. Yeah. So, yeah. So we've only been training on like flat pavement. So yeah. I accidentally signed up for a trail run. <laughs> So I'm trying to get out of that. So we're hoping July 9th, there is one on the 16th. So it'll be either like somewhere around there, but we have about, I don't know, a little under two months left of training. So, or maybe it's around two months, no, a month. I don't know. We're close a month. Yeah. Month left of training. So crazy. It's crazy. It's coming up, but it has been cool though. It's like cool to like use a different part of my body. My like body's not used to this much endurance. So I'm like, this is different for sure. But I think it's good to mix it up. Like you said, like sometimes I get stagnant too, to where I get to like, get to the gym and I'm like, Oh, I'm not feeling it today. Or I lose like a lot of motivation for several weeks. So it is nice to change it up every once in a while and like do something different just to get you back into that mode. But yeah, it's been, it's been fun for sure. How has it changed your mindset mentally? Do you think, because it's a complete different mindset, Yeah, you know, eight to 10 reps pushing max effort during 30 seconds, 40 seconds of a set versus Mm -hmm. you're now running for 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's definitely a way different mindset. And like, I was told this a lot before I started the training for the half marathon, but it's totally mental. Like your body can do it, but it's just your mind that is hard to get there. Cause like, uh, you know, a month and a half ago, when I started training, I was 
running one mile at first. And it was so hard for me. Like I was out of breath. I was dying. My body was hurting. And now like I run up to a 10 K. So like up to 6.2 miles. And I was like chilling and I'm like, Whoa, it's weird that like, after you start doing something and you put your mind to it, like it's, you can do it. Like you can totally, it's just such a mental game, but like, like you were saying with, uh, the lifting, I think I was so scared to train for this because I didn't want to lose like any progress yep. at the gym. I was like, if I run, like I'm going to lose all my muscle. Like I'm not going to be as strong as I was. I'm not going to look at, like, you know, yeah, toned as I was. And that's just not true. Like, I mean, obviously I'm a little bit weaker, but you can still maintain and train for something like this. And honestly, it's just better for my mind at this point. I'm like, okay, I can do hard things. You know, I never thought I could do something like this before because I was never, I've never run before in my entire life. Yeah. And so I never thought, I mean, I thought I'd at least start with a 5k, jumped right into a half marathon. And I'm like, you know what? We're going to do it. We're going to do it. It's going to be good. So I'm I'm feeling inspired. I'm feeling inspired. (laughs) I want it. No, I want to do it. I'm like, oh, I want to, you should, I, but like, It's so fun when you're outside of your comfort zone, it's hard, but when you push yourself in your mind, probably one of my favorite quotes that always rings true in my mind from track from high school track, my coach would say, um, your body will go as far as your mind goes. So he's like, if you set the pace hard and fast, or, you know, that I did sprints. So if I set the pace, my body will carry me the rest of the way. So we'd say, set that pace at the beginning and your body will carry you. And it always did. And I did. Yeah. It was, it's so cool. I'm just like, Oh, why do I kind of want to start again? Like, I'm like, honestly, let's go. Let's it's go exhilarating. On. Yeah. Honestly, like after, after my really long runs, which are usually on Saturdays, I like get done. And I'm like, wow, I just did that. Like I yeah. actually just did that. Normally I'd be like, running 30 seconds. And I'm like, I can't go any further. Yeah. So it's crazy what you can achieve when you like put your mind to something and step out of your comfort zone. So inspiring. But it's been awesome. It's that been so awesome. Cool. Yeah. I would, oh, what, wouldn't it be cool if we all did a 5k? I want to do it's 5K. so fun. Let's do, I can easily do a 5k. These days, I know <laughs> I've run three miles so much these days. It's I know crazy. you're like three miles Let's in five minutes. I'm just kidding. I'm yeah. so down. Let's do it. That'd be so fun. So oh. fun. Well, I love this. Now we're going to get into our advice column, girl, chit chat advice. So we're going to open these up, start answering, reading them from you. Hopefully her advice is good. Yeah, <laughs> do you trust awesome. us for advice? <laughs> Probably not, cool. but it'll be uh. fun. Let's go. All right. Number one is how to get into a 5 a.m. gym morning routine. How, how do you do it? You're a good person to talk on this because you used to fit it in. You used to be a nanny and mm-hmm. I don't know how you did it. Go yeah. ahead and go ahead and share. Yeah. Let's, let's hear it. Okay. So yeah, I was a nanny for three and a half years and my schedule was like Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. 6 30 p.m. So it was all day every day. And I am not an evening gym goer. I just can't, I am so tired by the end of the day that it just was not even it was never a question that I was gonna go in the mornings. Um, and I've always been like a pretty good morning person as it is. Like I used to go to the gym probably like I don't know, eight, which isn't super early, but like earlier. 
But once I got this job, I was like, okay, if I'm going to make the gym a priority, it has to be early. Like I have to go super early. So I just got into this mindset of like, okay, Katie, this is your schedule. If you don't go at this time, you're probably not going to go today. And so it just became a habit really like, and I've always, I know this is like easier said than done, but I've always been like an early to bed, early to rise kind of person. So for me, it was easy to be like, okay, I'm going to bed at nine or 10 and I'm going to wake up at, you know, four 30 or five to go to the gym. Um, I know that's hard for a lot of people to do. I think, you know, going to sleep at a, at a relatively early hour is very tough. Um, but it's all a mindset. Again, it's like with, you know, the training for the half marathon, like it's all a mindset. Like if you tell yourself I can do this, you can do it for sure. Um, I think something that helped me was pre-workout. I know a lot of people, maybe a lot of people don't take that, but like I had to take it and that helped me so much, especially that early in the morning. And it also helps to just like, when I would go that early, all the same people are there at that time. Every single person that you see like on Monday is there the rest of the week as well. So you kind of become like a family. You're all there at the same time. It's almost like a way of holding yourself accountable. Like, oh, like I didn't see so-and-so there today. I wonder where they are. <laughs> so it's like, it's just cool. Cause you make friends, you see people there. So it just becomes really a habit. And it's a matter of if I don't do this right now then I probably won't do it today. So that's what I had to tell myself to get it done. But get enough sleep though. That is like main key though. (laughs) If I didn't get enough sleep, I was miserable, but it does wake, like it helps wake you up as well. Like if you exercise, get all that energy kind of out of your system, like it helps you have a better day. And I'm not just saying that, like, that's true. It does. I feel like everybody who hits a good early morning workout, starting off the day with that much productivity and checking off major boxes of overcoming laziness you feel so good. So good. So good. Yeah. And I, I just want to add into like, I don't know if it's just Utah, but like Utah specifically, and that's like where I've lived majority of the last like 10 years or so. But like a lot of people go to the gym in Utah to like socialize and (laughs) not really work out. And so I will say going that early as well, everyone is there to like, get it done. Like nobody's there just like, chatting away like yeah you make friends and whatever but everyone's there that like with a purpose they have places to be things to do and so it's just a good all-around vibe being there that early so that also helps it's like okay I love the people here I love the vibe at this time in the mornings everyone's just working their butts off and it's awesome so I think that's awesome yeah on a personal note these are these are a little bit more dating advice. I know. And I feel like you're, you're still newly married. So recall all of the dating you've had. I have two. So the first one says I've had a lot of bad dating situations and I've been really feeling insecure. Do you have any advice? Oh my goodness. Okay. I could talk about dating for days, guys. Today, I'm welcoming a new podcast sponsor, Shrink Grills. If you haven't heard about these yet, today is the day. Darian and I cannot wait to move to Florida and start our hosting era, and this is the perfect way to do it. These grills heat up to over 1,500 degrees in less than five minutes, and it uses the exact same infrared technology as the world's best steakhouses. So things are going to cook really fast. Your steaks can be ready in as little as three minutes, and salmon as well. Big salmon girly over here. We're trying to get all of our protein gains, and this delivers on flavor because everything is juicier on a grill. 
They also have a dip tray at the bottom. This is probably my favorite feature of these grills. You can let all the steak juices just drip to the bottom of the drip tray, and then it's going to create these brown bits. And you can add butter, spices, oils into that dip tray also, and then pour all the juices back onto the steak. And this makes such a big difference in flavor. This this grill isn't just for steak, though. You can also cook chicken wings, hamburgers, seafood, even pizza with their pizza stone accessories. So if you've been on the fence for your summer grilling, look no further and get your shrink grill today. That's spelled S-C-H-W-A-N-K, shrink grills. You can use code FUNANDGAINS to get $150 off a shrink grill. Skincare from the sea. You got that right. I'm introducing you to the brand Osea. If you have not heard of them yet, this company is called OSEA. It stands for Ocean, Sun, Earth, and Atmosphere. And it is an amazing skincare and body care company. This company is vegan and cruelty free. They're climate neutral certified and ocean positive. It is a clean beauty company, checks all of the boxes. I love these products so much. I actually gave some away to some of you for the local event so that you could try them as well. Some of the favorite ones that I use are the body oil and lotion. And then I also love the hyaluronic serum and the ID puff serum. And every time I use them, I feel so luxurious. They also have a few gift sets that are going on for Mother's Day, which is really fun. They have a glow and go facial set and then a golden glow body set. I'm definitely going to get my mom one of these. I just don't know which yet. So go ahead and treat yourself or your mom to the everyday spa experience that you deserve. Deserve. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code FUNGAINS at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head over to OseaMalibu.com and use code FUNGAINS for 10% off. Um, I mean, I did not get married until I was almost 28. And I thought I was going to be married at like 19 or 20. Okay. Oh gosh. And we thought I was never going to get married. (laughs) I know. Oh, Britt was like the first person in our friend group to get married. And we thought she would definitely be the last. So or not even get anything. Yeah. Or even have kids. (laughs) I hated boys. I hated kids. I hated everybody. I hated everything. Yeah. But I I mean, in those, like, I don't know, from the time I, went, started going to college at 18 until I was 26 and met my husband. Like I went on so many dates and I had horrible, horrible dating experiences. Like it got to the point at the end there where I was like, I don't think I'm actually ever going to meet anybody that is worth my time or like that treats me well because every, and maybe it was just the kind of guys I was going for, but every guy I went out with was just a douche. (laughs) Just flat out, just not nice. They didn't care. Their basic goal was, you know, to make out and that's it. And it's like dating in this day and age. And I am so grateful that I'm married now, but dating at this, in this day and age is horrible. Yeah. I feel for you guys all that are still dating because I've been there short, a short time ago, I was there and it sucks. It seriously does. It feels like there's never going to be anybody out there that cares or wants to you know, settle down. But I will tell you when you meet that one, it all will, it will all make sense. Honestly. Yeah. Like, uh, it's so hard though. It's so hard. It is. It is really hard, but hang in there. You got this in there. You got it. It's okay. And maybe just take a break. I told myself, okay, I'm done. I'm done dating for a while. And then I met my husband. So maybe just 
you know, take some time for yourself, Yeah, learn to love yourself and then the right person will come along. But it is, it's tough out there. And I feel for all of you guys, honestly, that are is still it, dating. Is there anything specifically like after a couple bad dates or, you know, just being around some guys that just lack respect, were there things that you would do to make yourself feel a little bit better? Or, you know, if you're feeling insecure about those situations, is there like, do you have like a self-care day? Or like you said, you kind of just take a break, you take a step back. What do you do to like pump yourself back up that like, no, I'm okay. I'm like, okay on my own. Or is yeah. it just like a grueling process of learning to love yeah. yourself? It's definitely a process of learning to love yourself. I think as women, it's like been engraved into our minds, like get married, have kids, like do all these things. And so for me, like how, like, since I was older, before I got married, I would like get in my head so much. Like, why is it not working out for me? Why is it working out for everybody else? Like I go on so many dates. I can't believe there's not one guy here that like is a decent human being, but I think a lot of the time I would go on one date or a couple dates in a row. And then I'd have to just take a step back and be like, you know what? I need some time to myself. And I will say in those years that I had by myself, like I grew to be so independent. I was able to take care of myself. Like it turned into when I did meet my husband, it was more of like an added bonus, but I didn't need to depend on him. Like I could take care of myself. I loved myself. I like, I learned to love being alone, honestly. And I've learned to be okay with being alone. And even now, like when he's out working and I'm alone, like all day, I'm like, I'm totally chilling. You know, I'm not super clingy or dependent. And I think those can be really good years to like learn who you are and learn to love yourself. So honestly, if you're struggling and you're just having bad day after bad day after bad day, like take a break, take a few weeks off, do some self-care, like just take care of yourself because that's what matters. And it'll come eventually, you know, like you'll meet the right person. I love it. It'll happen. I love that. (laughs) It's so true though. Just feeling fully independent. And then when you meet that other person, it's like, if you're two, both individual people, it really blends better instead of being codependent all the time of like, you know, that I think that's really, really cool. I love that advice. Totally. And that kind of goes into someone else said, Hey, I'm single, having a hard time finding courage to do activities alone. So do you have any advice? And I guess that kind of plays into just learning to be comfortable in that and not mm-hmm. be self-conscious and enjoy those yeah. moments with yourself. I don't know. What is, what's your advice on that one? Yeah, I think, I mean, it is so tough to go out of your comfort zone and like do things by yourself. Um, I am a very, like, I like to describe myself as like an introverted extrovert. Mm -hmm. I think that's the right word. So I am like, I love to just be at home. I like to chill, like totally fine being by myself, like watch movies, whatever. But I also am like totally fine going out, being with people, having a good time. I think it's more about finding good friends that you can go and do that with, because I think it's, it is hard to go out just by yourself. Um, it is very scary out in the world by yourself, but find some good, solid friends, whether or not that's through school, through the gym, through social media, like just find people that are in the same, uh, kind of, you know, walk of life that you are at that time and you will get through it. Like, I think at every point, like I was the last friend to get married. And so every friend that got married, it was like, Oh, freak. I have to make a new friend now (laughs) because it's like, once you get married, 
you kind of like, you move on, you do other things. And so as the single friend, it's kind of hard. So I had to make new friends a lot of the time because my friends just kept dropping off, dropping off, love them, love you all to death, yeah. honestly. But, but I was like feeling all sorts of alone, but you find good people that are in your corner and in the same, same walk of life as you, and you'll be fine. You totally will. And you'll, you'll learn that it's okay. It's okay to be alone. It's okay to even go out and do things alone. Like it'll, it'll be good. And it's a huge learning, growing experience, uh, when you have to do those things on your own, honestly. Yeah. But I love that. Thank you for sharing. And I'm sorry. We, sorry, we abandoned you. We left you. I mean, you guys moved. Yeah. You guys moved like immediately after it's like, it's hard when your friends get married and they move to different States. It's like, what can you do? Like we're still best friends. And I like till the day we die, you are my best friend, but it's like, we don't see each other very often because we live in different States and that's just life. But it's just different. Once you're, when you're single, it's like, you got to kind of have single friends to like do things with, or you're just going to be kind of a hermit. Maybe I don't yeah. know. I kind of was sometimes, Yeah, but you learn, you learn and grow as time goes on for sure. Yeah. So now that you are married and now yeah. newlywed, someone asked, what are the best little habits that has helped you in the beginning of marriage? I feel like, you know, Darian and I've been married yeah. for a bit, but you're now yeah. newly married. So like, what are I some know things? it's weird. So uh, the funny thing is like when we first got married, we got, today's actually our, we've got, we got married six months ago today. So <gasps> six months anniversary. But, uh, so the first like four, four months of our marriage, five months of our marriage, we, I had quit my job. I was nannying. I quit my job because I thought we were moving and then we didn't end up moving. So I like didn't have a job for a a little while and my husband worked from home. And so we were together 24 seven and I wasn't sure how that was going to go because I mean, when we were dating, we both were working, he was in school. Like we saw each other every day, but it wasn't like all day, every day. Mm -hmm. And it was awesome. Honestly, especially those first few months of marriage. It's like, we got to spend so much time together. And now like we're out in Texas right now and he's, um, doing sales. And so he's gone all day, every day. And I'm like, wow, well, thank goodness we had those first few months of, of marriage to be together. But I think it's honestly just doing the little things for each other. Um, I am like, personally, I really like to just serve him. Um, and I think that's a super important part of marriage is like serving each other. Um, I just like to do little things for him that'll make him happy. And I think that's helped a ton, like us just serving each other. Um, being there for whatever, like we're both just really good. And we're also good about like, if we need our space, we have our space, but you know, we're and communication communication is key. Yeah. Like you got to talk about everything. And I am like, I will say that is one of my biggest, uh, faults in life. I am so bad at communication and (laughs) he helped me a ton with that. Like when we were first dating, it was like, if I was upset about anything, he would have to like drag it out of me. What was wrong. And now I'm like, okay, I can kind of tell him what's wrong now, but I still kind of struggle with communication, but man, that is so important. Just talking about things. Like if something's bothering you, talk about it, you know, like you got to talk about those little things. Also the whole, uh, don't go to bed mad at each other. Um, I don't necessarily disagree or agree with that. I think I don't like to go to bed 
super mad at each other, but also I'm like, sometimes you need that night sleep yep, to get, to get over and be like, you know, to get yep. over it and get up in the morning. And usually we're chilling yep. <laughs> once the morning comes, but I think sometimes it's like, no, don't stay up and like tire yourself out, you know, trying to figure something out. Just go to bed, rest and wake up in the morning and figure it out. Yeah. And that is really, that's been beneficial too, for sure. So I feel that I, I feel that I agree with that. It's like, yeah. depending on the situation, sometimes you got to have a little bit of sleep. <laughs> we will so talk about this in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> we are. Yeah. yeah. Tonight is not the night. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> okay. Let's do Let's do one more from Instagram. And then I have a couple okay. from emails that I want to do. This one is okay. overcoming the fear of body changes from pregnancy. So somebody wants to get pregnant. They're a little bit scared of having their body change. I have gone mm-hmm. through that. You haven't. Mm-hmm. And you know, you were even scared of body changes with changing up training style. Do you want to talk about that just yeah. a little bit? And then I'll kind of give it. Yeah. yeah. So obviously I have not had a child yet and I am not pregnant, but I've thought a lot about this because obviously like I'm getting a little bit older. And so I know I'll be ready for kids, you know, sooner rather than later. And I've really had to talk to myself like, okay, Katie, like, how are you going to feel when your body starts changing? Like, I know the idea of having a baby is super exciting, but like that comes with a ton of changes, um, in your body. And so I've really grown to like, learn that it's going to be okay. Like, I know that it's going to be tough and I know there's probably going to be harder days than others. And I know, especially after and you can probably attest to this. It's probably way harder after, but I think it's like so amazing what women's bodies can do. And you just have to remind yourself of that. Like, it's crazy that we can have a, like grow a human in, in our bodies. And it's like, yeah, everyone goes through it. You know, like nobody's going to look perfect after they have a baby or during like, while they have a baby and you just gotta, you gotta learn, like, it's going to be okay. No matter what like love yourself because you just grew a human. Like that's crazy. It's awesome. And I can't wait. I can't, I know I'm I'm excited. I know it's going to be tough, but like, I'm excited for that phase of my life, honestly. So yeah, my scary. scary. It is. It is. My thoughts on this are when Darian and I initially decided we wanted to have a baby, it was like, okay, your mindset slowly has to change. And what's cool about this whole process, somebody told me, and I'm like, oh, that kind of stuck with me. So I'll say it is, it is a slow process. Everything is slow. It's nine months of change, small over time. So you have time to kind of process it through everything, you know? So enjoy it while you're going through it. If you've, if you're deciding you want to have a kid, like no going into that, you're going to have to have some mindset changes and yeah, it's going to be hard, but you want it. So it's kind of like you have to pay the price for what it takes. And I know that a lot of pregnancies are extremely complicated. There are a lot of health issues people have and everybody's experiences are absolutely wild with childbirth. Even, you know, there's a lot, I don't want to like get really emotional, but I even have friends who lose their babies as soon as they have them halfway through. It's a very emotional process. So it's something where I feel like living in the moment, enjoying it, knowing that, you know, if you worked really hard for your results once, why can't you do that again? Yeah. It might be a two year period of your priorities shift, but you can do it again. 
I always think like, I always say this, but like our bodies are for life. So like, it's not like, okay, you're taking two years out, you know, one year to grow one year to recover, give yourself a full year for both. Okay. It's equal. But after that, why can't you start working again? If you want to, if you don't want to, you don't have to, but ultimately it's like going in with that mindset of knowing, yeah, your body's going to change. It's going to be different mentally and physically. And there's a lot of things going on, but ultimately like, it's really cool. Having kids is really, really cool. And it's special. And honestly, I don't even remember being pregnant or birth or any of that. I don't know it's how just... you forget about it, but I'm like, what? I went through that. Oh my God. Like when Darren so and I funny. decided to get him, be like, wait, why did I do this again? I'm just kidding. But it is like, I think honestly, it's though, tough. you think that's probably why you forget because it's like, oh, because it makes you want to do it yeah. again. And then you do yeah. it again and you're like, oh yeah. This is- <laughs> and then you forget and you're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. But no, there's exactly, there's a lot of beauty in it. And like your goals and priorities change. But I mean, unless if your doctor advises you not to move, if you're already working out, your doctor will pretty much tell you, continue doing the things you're doing. Your body is used to weightlifting. Keep weightlifting, do it safe. No, you're not absolutely trying to push for a new PR and some exercises mm-hmm. might become uncomfortable, like doing pull-ups. Yeah, no, I'm not going to do a pull-up when yeah, I'm 32 weeks pregnant, No, <laughs> but it's like, you'll get back to a point where you can do that. You can stay active. You can continue to have movement. It doesn't mean that that's completely outridden. Yes. It's hard and things change. But again, like if you're wanting to have a kid, there is so much positive. If you, if you look for it, just look at it that way of like, dude, this yeah. is really cool. So totally. I love that. It's going to be okay. Uh, Bridget, it's going to be okay. Speaking truth. Just uh, speaking truth. It's going to be okay though. Seriously. Yeah. Just like if, when you take in until you've experienced that, I don't think, you know, once you go through that yourself, you're like, oh, it, it, it is okay. And I can tell you it's going to be okay. Just like the Absolutely. same thing. Like when you, um, what was I going to say? Like you take a week off from vacation. You're thinking, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Everything's okay. You know? Yep. You're like, oh, yeah, I'm fine. Exactly. Exactly. Wait, Katie, this one's actually perfect. Okay. This one's a little bit long because it's an email. It's talking about, I want to, or I've been wanting advice for balancing running and lifting. I'm currently, I know I'm currently in cross country and track. Um, and I'm just coming back from an injury doing to due to overtraining and under eating. However, when I'm clear to run again, Oh, it says, however, I am clear to run again before I could run. I was really into lifting and I fell in love with it. I want to build muscle and come back from my injury without overtraining. Oh, she's 15. And, um, she doesn't have a way to get to the gym unless, unless if a parent wants to go with her because she can't drive yet. Um, so yeah, basically we've got high schooler and she's trying to balance running and lifting. She says, I love yeah. you guys so much. I look forward to my long walk every Wednesday while listening to this podcast. <laughs> oh, cute. Okay. So, um, yeah. So I would say, okay, when I started the training, I would, I had that same, I was like worried I was going to overtrain myself because I was so like, I need to still lift while I do this. And I think it's important. Like you do not need to stop lifting. If you're running, I would say, take it easier um, depending on how much you're running. And that's, that's, what's kind of tough is with my situation. It's like, I'm training like pretty hard for a short period of time. Whereas I don't know how it really is with 
being like on cr- the cross country team or the track team. I'm not sure if that's like an everyday type of thing. Um, but you definitely don't want to overwork your body too, too much. Um, it definitely still needs that rest. So I'd say depending on your schedule, like work it around that. So like, if I'm doing a really long run, um, I'm not going to lift that day. If I'm doing a shorter run, I'll do probably like an upper body day. If I'm like, you know, doing some cardio, like biking, I'll do legs that day, you know, like work it around that kind of schedule rather than like, okay, I'm running, you know, every single day, I'm going to lift this, 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 and this every single day. Like you got to kind of just work it around that schedule, you know, but get your rest days in there as well, because that's going to be super important with overtraining. And I think she said in there that she wasn't eating enough. You make sure you're eating enough. Cause that's going to be like detrimental. I think with overtraining, like you want to make sure you're eating enough for your lifting and for your running and also drinking enough water, because I have been so bad at that. I can tell you that right now. I just started, you know, getting good at drinking water. Cause I'm like, my body absolutely needs that. So stay hydrated, make sure you're getting enough protein, enough carbs, you know, that you're eating enough to sustain you and just take it easy. Don't feel like you have to go too, too hard on one or the other. Just kind of try to find a balance in the two. Yeah. My thoughts are, first of all, you're in high school. So are you, you know, I hope you, I guess I'll say, what are your goals? That's where you need to start for you. Are you trying to be a faster runner with cross country? Um, I have a hard time. And I mean, this with like the biggest hug. It it's hard for me to say, okay, I'm just going to say, it. I'm just going to say it in high school. I hope people aren't too hyper-focused on what they look like because I don't, Katie, I'm struggling. I just, I don't no, want you, hard. I don't want you. There's nothing wrong with being conscious of wanting to live a healthier life of wanting to work out of wanting to, I guess, have aesthetic goals, but I don't want that to be driving everything you're doing in life and your life to completely surround around that. When I was 15, I was having crazy sleepovers. You know, I'm jumping off of golf carts. I'm doing stupid stuff. I'm 15. I don't want you to be so hyper-stressed on your looks now when these are some of the best years of your life. And I know people say that best and worst, but your whole life is great. I don't want that to become a habit of like, you're only focused on that, where if you're really focused on, you want to become a faster, you know, cross country runner. And you also love the gym. You want to balance both, find something that works for you where, like Katie said, if you're doing long runs one day, then go to the gym another day. You don't have to go to the gym every day either. I think that's a misconception. Mm -hmm. You can have amazing results going two to three times a week, especially when you're 15, you like, you need to go once or twice a week, focus on your sport. If that's what you're really on, onto your body is going to change so much, especially since you're a little bit young, like puberty and everything, like so much is going to happen with your body. So I love that you're trying to be healthier. Well, yes, try to be healthier build healthy habits. I think so. You love to be active. You love movement in your life. That's amazing. My advice is build a great relationship with food, starting off, really focus on that, find a good balance where this is becoming a lifestyle part of your, you know, everyday life of you like to do some exercise, not overdoing it, just some 
and you're focusing on fueling your body. That is personally my advice, making sure that you're not hyper-focused on that. You're also enjoying the other aspects of your life because you're in high school. Yes. It's I a agree. Hard, it's a, a hard thousand topic. Percent. I know it's so hard because when I was in high school and you know, that was a really long time ago, <laughs> um, nobody like, at least at my high school and maybe it was just where I lived. I don't know, but like nobody really worked out like no, in my it wasn't school, a like thing. weights. It wasn't a thing. It was like, you do your sport and yeah. like, yeah, you had like the football players that lifted weights, like, but with that was football, it, but that was it. Like it was never like, we didn't have gym memberships. We didn't go to the gym. We oh, didn't no. lift as like a younger person. And so it's crazy to me that now, like these like high schoolers are so active in the gym. And I think, I mean, it's great. Like, I'm so happy that everyone wants to be active. Like that's so awesome, but it's just such a different like ballpark for me. Cause I, like, yeah. I didn't do that growing up. So I don't know. It's like a hard balance of like, obviously it's so good to be healthy, but just like, like Brittany said, like, you know, enjoy these years because you're so young, like you won't get them back. And it's like, yeah. yeah, stay healthy. And like, it's okay to exercise and like go to the gym a couple times a week, but just don't overdo it because your body is going to change. It's yeah. going to change a lot. So just be careful, you know, and have fun, Yeah, have fun with life. Don't worry so much. It's yeah. I just think, yeah, just have a, have a good life. Yeah. Have fun. I know. I'm trying to think like, I feel like it's cause it's social media and it's seen everywhere, but like, I yeah. didn't get started in the gym. I mean, I was 1920. Yeah. Yeah. And same. I was, I was like 22 when I was like, Oh, let me actually start trying to do things. Whereas exactly. before I feel like that was, it helped because before I could just enjoy build a good, my focus was a good relationship with my body, mm -hmm. sports movement, trying, you know, just eating good food, not worrying about what I'm eating. And because I was just chill and nonchalant about that, but still just enjoying to be active. That's what's now built what I feel like I have now, because I still have a good relationship with food. I never overstressed about that or overtrained. So I don't know. And I, I feel like I've always admired that about you. And I feel like I've been the same way where, I mean, growing up, I did not eat very well at all. And I still, <laughs> I still don't eat like your fruit roll-ups and cheez-its. Katie loves them. Yeah. Every time Katie yeah. comes over, I'm like, cheez-its, fruit roll-ups, gushers. Yeah. Like I, love I just, it. I just, totally believe in eating like what you want to eat and like eating intuitively, like obviously not overdoing it, but like, don't starve yourself, you know, don't, don't not eat something just because you think it's going to be like horrible to your progress. Like it's going to be okay. And I think it's, it's just so important. I think that aspect, like having a healthy relationship with food is like the most important aspect in all of it. Yep. Like that's so hard. Cause that's such a big thing for so many people. That's, so, where, that's where you get the results. Truly, exactly. Truly. Exactly. You can exactly. build, you can build a ton of muscle and you won't have great definition unless if you're focused on your nutrition. So exactly that yeah. focus on, and I guess we'll, we'll end on that. We'll focus on, I would love everyone's mindset, you know, and to try and get to that place of where it's more about our entire life and creating healthy, sustainable habits good mm -hmm. type of exercise, any type of movement, whether you're walking, you're biking, you're swimming, anything, lifting, running, whatever it is, some good movement, just because physically the benefits mentally and physically from exercise is so good for you as well yeah. as trying to get to a place where you can have a healthy, good relationship with food. I feel like that is 
the ultimate goal. So maybe get in line with your goals, of course, aesthetic goals, whatever else strength goals. those are awesome too. But I feel ultimately the happiest you'll be is when you can feel comfortable and happy in your own skin. So yes, a thousand percent. Yes. What is, what is one thing that you would like to tell your younger self, Katie, to end this podcast on? Oh gosh. Okay. Let me think for a second. Okay. What would I want to tell my younger self? I think it's hard because I feel like when I was growing up and like all through high school and stuff, like I never really looked at my body and thought like, oh, like I hate the look of my body. Like this is horrible. It wasn't until college. Like, and I had that experience with that guy and I was like, oh my gosh, like I need to change myself. And I think I hate that my journey started out because somebody else told me that I needed to change. Um, So I wish I could go back and just be like, you know what, Katie, you looked great. It doesn't matter if you added on, you know, 10, 15 pounds, like you still looked great. You felt great. And like, you should do this for you to feel better about yourself. Not because you want to look a certain way, but because you want to feel, feel good and be healthy. Like, I wish I would have just like not listened to people around me. And I know it's easier said than done, but if I could go back, that's what I would say is not, don't listen to that guy that told you, you know, you were fat or whatever. Like you looked awesome. Yes, you did. I look back at those pictures and I'm like, you know what? I wasn't big. Like it was just, I just wasn't like, you know, I don't, I didn't look like I do now, but like, I wasn't, you know, gross. Yeah. (laughs) Like I, and I wish I like would have felt good about myself back then, which I know is easier said than done, but that's probably what I would have told my younger self. I love that big hug to you, big hugs to everybody who has ever had somebody comment about their body that has put them in a negative spiral. I think it's the ultimate power move when we can take control and are fully comfortable, no matter what we look like, we're comfortable in our own skin. And I just feel like that's where all the power is. Yeah. How we, how we feel, how we feel about ourselves. So yes, you are all beautiful, wonderful people. Yeah. So Dude, it was so fun. Everybody's beautiful in their own way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just love everyone. I want everyone to just feel good about themselves. Okay. I know. Same. That's like honestly saying. Like, I just want everybody to feel freaking happy. Well, because I'll give you an experience. I like when I moved to Texas a few like a month ago, I just decided that I wanted to try and find like a personal training job because I was like, okay, like I'm here, like let's find something and like try to get some experience, just you know, working at a gym. So I had an interview with, at this gym and I went in and this guy, he wasn't, I found out later on in the interview that he was not even like a head trainer or like a manager there. He was just like one of their personal trainers. And I walk in and he, that interview was probably 30 minutes. I call it an interview, but it wasn't really an interview. <laughs> I, it, he made me feel so bad about myself. He just was like, he gave me a whole lesson on like nutrition like I thought I was going to be asked questions just about, you know, inter- yeah. interview questions. And I got in there and he was like, so what do you want to know? And I was like, uh, what? I don't know. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. Like, like how does everything work kind of. And he got so into like telling me about nutrition. He basically got on this spiel. He asked me what I thought about cardio. And I was like, well, like, I think cardio is really good for you. It's good for your heart. 
Um, I think weight training is also really good for you. And basically by the end of this spiel, he went off and off. He um, started talking about how he just doesn't believe in cardio and that he just doesn't think it's good. Um, anyways, basically just giving me a whole lesson the entire time. And then he like got on the computer and it was one of those computers where like he has a screen and then there's a screen in front of me. So I can see exactly what he's doing on his screen, mm-hmm. on my screen. It like goes to both of them. And he was writing an email to like his boss. And what? in the email, he said, yeah, in the email, he said, I have Katie here. She's okay. Doesn't really know much, <gasps> but willing to learn. So I guess that's good. Oh, and I, I was like, I was like, do you, in my mind, I was like, do you realize I can literally see the screen and exactly what you're typing about me? And I'm like his, and he said to me, he said this to me, he's like, Oh my, I just feel like I've seen the same people here for five years and they look the same that they looked the first time I ever saw them. And I thought to myself, I'm like, why do you care about that? Yeah. Like being a personal trainer is not about changing how someone looks in my opinion, I want my clients to feel good about themselves, no matter what they look like. I just want them to be living a healthy, active lifestyle. It doesn't matter if they, you know, don't look any different necessarily. If they feel better, that's what I want. I want them to feel confident and good about themselves. But this guy was all about like, they don't look good. They like, if they work out with me, like they're going to look good. And it bothered me so much. Yeah. And he was just, he was just the kind of person though, that he had his opinion and nobody else is right, but him. Mm, yeah. And we all it just made me, oh gosh, it made me so angry. And I'm like, so I just want everybody out there to know no matter what you look like, no matter, you know, if you have baby weight or you don't have baby weight, whatever, like you are beautiful and perfect. And like, I just want everyone to feel good about themselves. That's yep. all I care about. It doesn't matter what you look like. Okay. Your, your value. You feel yes. Good. Yes. Your, like, your value is not in what you look like or how much you no. weigh your excess skin from having a baby. That is not where your value is. And I feel like yes. that's hard to remember because social media, it's hard because it's pushed in mm-hmm. our face all the time. Comparison, comparison is the thief of joy. I promise you when you're feeling good about yourself and if you're doing certain things that start making you not feel good about yourself, like scrolling on social media and comparing, you were happy before that. So just I always say like, imagine your life without social media. Would you be happier? Probably all of us would say yes, but yeah, I can tell you right now I would probably. It's like, like I know, but it, seriously, <laughs> I just want you to feel like if there were no mirrors, if there were no, you know, if you weren't comparing to anybody, how would you feel about yourself then? And seriously. I think that's, that's what matters. Stripping it all down to, I love even what you said, tying it back to just feeling comfortable, confident, learning to love yourself when you're single, just building that relationship with yourself is everything. So thank you so much for being on Katie. Thanks for having me. It was so fun. It was so fun. Tell everybody where they can find you on social. Okay. Yeah. My Instagram handle is underscore Katie dot stone. K A T I E dot stone. S T O N E. That's where I am. I'm on TikTok too, but I don't really post very often (laughs) because I'm not very good at it. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) but seriously thanks so much for being on everybody go share her some love and thanks for having me pretty yes this was so fun it was so fun I love everything you said I think that seriously this is going to be such an awesome and refreshing podcast for people to hear because it's just it it filled up my soul so I know it filled up others so thank you oh thank you all righty 
Well, everyone, we'll talk to you next week for some more fun and games. Bye. You're listening to the Fun and Games podcast with your host, Brittany Lupton. Thanks for listening to another episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. And we'll see you all next time for some more fun and games. Bye. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com.